It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey Sports presents Big Time Baseball with former Major Leaguer Tony Gwynn Jr. and Odyssey Insider Cody Decker. What's good, big time baseball listeners? Tony Gwynn Jr. here alongside my co-host Cody Decker, and we got a bang up show for you this week. Obviously, uh, Max Scherzer continues to reach Hall of Fame type numbers. You got some of the hottest teams in baseball who are at the top of their division. The Giants, Brewers continue to play hot baseball. The Subway Series was an epic one, especially Game Three last night. We'll get into that. We'll break down this wild card race. Uh, as the remaining schedule, who's easiest road, hardest roads. Uh, Storylines have changed in the American League a little bit. All of a sudden, the Blue Jays, who my man Cody has been uh, an advocate for here over the past couple of weeks, they've started to play better baseball. Yankees kind of hovering. Boston is has a COVID outbreak. They're hanging on to a wild spot wild card spot in the national league you still got the padres and the reds it's kind of very it's very similar to the national league east from the standpoint doesn't seem like anybody really wants to win the wild card at this point we got it all for you ahead first let me welcome in my co-host cody decker cody what's going on man oh man i am just living the dream some of the best baseball taking place right now and like you said the team that i've been hottest on for a month is finally the hottest team in major league baseball and i cannot wait to cut this up with you major league baseball better than it ever has been Mm, big words big words Uh, let's start with max scherzer um i i got to witness this uh, yesterday um continues to have i mean to me, he was already a Hall of Famer. I mean, but this these are like numbers where it's automatic. There's only two guys who have 3,000. There's actually four guys who have 3,000 strikeouts. Two aren't eligible yet, right? Justin Verlander, CC Sabathia. The other two um, should be Hall of Famers. They're being held out for other reasons, right? And that's uh, Roger Clemens and, and Kurt Schilling. So that being said, Max Scherzer reaches a 3,000 3, strikeouts. Big, big-time number, Cody. Yes. Yes, it is. And yeah, first ballot Hall of Famer right out the gate all the way through. What a dominant performance. Not only that, not only did he get his 3,000th strikeout, he gets it in an immaculate inning. How exciting of a game that was. He was perfect through seven, finally gave up his first hit in the eighth. What we're seeing right now is not just an incredible performer, an incredible performance from one of the greatest who have ever done it, but Amazingly, this was a pitcher who was over there in Washington, not even in. Oh, he had to be last second added 
to the All-Star game. Then after the trade, he's been the best pitcher in baseball, so much so that he's putting himself in a position to steal that Cy Young Award yep. away from his own teammate, Walker Bueller. I, I think he has. I mean, the combination of Walker having not pitched as well here as of late and him being on an absolute tear, I think has changed. I think has put him at the top of the list. So uh, kudos to, to Max Scherzer and the job he's done. Uh, I guess we should go ahead and talk about that whooping that the Dodgers put on. And quite frankly, yesterday's game was a whooping. The previous two games were were, were, were well-played games. The Dodgers, what they do best is even when they don't have a lot of opportunities, they cash in the ones they got. The Padres, especially in game two, had more opportunities. They were able to get to that bullpen against Trinan. However, uh, they didn't capitalize on those opportunities. And that's what separates September, October into November uh, this year, uh, baseball, compared to the other to times of the year. And the, magnify, the magnifying glass is a lot closer and, you know, you got to see the difference between a team, a championship ball club and a team that is aspiring to be a championship ball club, at least in that three game sweep that the Dodgers put on them, Cody. Yep. I am tremendously worried about the San Diego Padres. They've fallen out yeah. of that second wild card spot. And here's the thing. The Padres are obviously a good team, but you saw Snell coming out of the game early yesterday, mm. which is horrific mm. news. Um, he's been arguably for the last month and a half, their one MVP in San Diego. He's been incredible for the last month and a half. So to see him come out of the game early has to hurt really bad. He got Darvish going on Monday night, but we don't know which version of Darvish we're going to get since he's been coming right. off the IL. He has not been the same guy. Not to mention that they're playing against the San Francisco Giants in a series right. and a team that has won seven in a row. And let's not forget the other thing, the Cincinnati Reds. This is the worst thing ever you could hear if you're a Padre fan because the Reds are starting a series this week against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah, no, and, and it's weird because the Padres schedule doesn't get, we'll get into the schedules here in a little bit, but the schedule doesn't make, do them any favors down the stretch as they take on the Cardinals, or excuse me, the, the Giants, then the Cardinals after this this next series. Um, Blue Jays, let's go ahead and get into it. You've, you've been saying it for over a month now. This team has a chance to, to, to make a run. And boy, have they ever. The crazy part is, which we've also talked about, is Vlad Jr. is going again. And unfortunately for him, it doesn't matter how much he goes, the MVP is probably well out of reach. But this Blue Jays team is is atop the, the leaderboards in that, on, on the wild card side. They are currently holding the number one spot. They are technically tied with the Boston Red Sox, but I think there's going to get some separation from the Red Sox. The Red yeah, Sox yeah. going into a big series this week in Seattle. I think Seattle is going to start fading away a little bit. They're three games out of that second wild card spot right now. But listen, the, the Toronto Blue Jays, they got themselves a very big series here at home against the Tampa Bay Rays. Not an easy series to take no. away. No, but I really think after that, they're going to go on quite a little run of, as well. I think this is a team that's going to snag that first wild card spot. Vladdy's been hitting. Uh, Guriel's been hit. They've all been hitting. They scored 22 runs on Sunday. I know it was against Baltimore, but at the end of the day, they, they outscored most NFL teams yesterday. This is a team that I really, really like. And it's an old phrase that you you've heard throughout baseball. They're too young to realize they shouldn't be doing this. Well, they are and they are doing this. It's amazing, and I just, man, they're exciting to watch. I don't know how far they'll go. I don't know if they'll get past that one-game playoff, but, man, is this team exciting to watch. Yeah, no, this this team is uh, – they've been exciting to watch the whole year. It's just now they're playing consistent baseball. I mean, yes, 
I, I the caveat is they did play the Orioles, who who have completely given up on baseball as we know it for the 2021 season. <laughs> um, but nevertheless, as you said, 20 that was a football score. 22 to they clearly went for two on one of the plays. 22 to seven, uh, they put that thumping on them, and they do roll into a tough series. Just I know we don't even talk about Tampa that much because you know they just kind of do what they do. It's not exciting. It it just adds wins to the to the column and um that's gonna be a tough series nevertheless uh let's get into some of the hottest teams in baseball um because usually this time of year the hottest teams in baseball are teams that are trying to make the push for a wild card spot these two teams have their spots solidified uh right now at the top of their divisions and that's the giants and the brewers we'll start with the giants winners of seven in a row uh remember when it, it felt like they were starting to come back down to earth all of a sudden, that pitching staff's gotten hot again. And uh, this team, just when the Dodgers, because I remember the, the 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 show we did together after the Dodgers had finally caught them, it felt like at that point the Dodgers were about to run away with it. They, they, they just had that feeling. Well, once again, the Giants have stiff-armed the, the Dodgers back down to second place in the uh, National League West division. Um, this team is, is is we've already said it, it's for real. They're not going anywhere and they're playing some of their best baseball when it counts right now. Not to mention that on Monday night, they got themselves a bullpen game, and normally bullpen games, and they're doing against uh, San Diego. But normally yeah. you look at a team doing a bullpen game going, uh-oh, well, this is going to be a high-scoring team for the opposing team. The last two bullpen games the Giants did, they won two games against the Dodgers. So a bullpen game in San Francisco is not the same as a bullpen game, say, in Atlanta. So I think this is a team that's just not just hot, but they just have so many ways to beat you. They don't go away. They're more annoying than they're amazing. Yeah, no, <laughs> they are more annoying and they do it as we talked about in an, in an, in an, in an unorthodox way uh, as they kind of just keep treading through this division. And they, you know what? The funny thing is, is I hear this a lot in San Diego because, you know, they're constantly changing the lineup. Um, and there doesn't seem to be any rhythm, but the Giants change their lineup literally every game. It's never the same lineup very often, and yet they have the most wins in baseball. So clearly they're doing something right. Gabe Kapler's pushing all the buttons. Let's slide over to the National League Central. The Brewers, they're, they're shoot, we talk about the Giants a lot. This team is right there by the Giants. Uh, the Brewers playing some great baseball. We've known about uh, the three-headed, the two-headed monster at the rotation. Now Peralta's throwing the ball well. They got the, one of the best back ends, if not the best back end in all of baseball. And guess what? The offense is doing their thing, and they got some magic to them too. And they they got a lot of walk-off comeback wins. And uh, this team is is running away. Winners of five straight. Well, it's it's confession time for me, Tony. I have to make a confession. I have been. Got? I've been fading the Brewers all year, thinking that they weren't going to be a real team towards this time of the year. I thought they were going to win the division, but I didn't have them at the same echelon that I did the Giants, Dodgers, or even the Padres. Right. Now, after yesterday was the final thing for me that convinced me otherwise, to prove to me that I, was, I have been wrong this entire season. <laughs> and that was the return of Peralta yeah. to exactly the form that he is, so much so that he took a no-hitter deep into the game. Second no-hitter deep into a ball game for the Brewers in three days. This team is not just a three-headed monster. It might be the best three-headed monster in Major League Baseball. Last year, this was a team who had arguably the worst offense in the game and still made the playoffs. This year, they have a much better, better offense. Everyone pulls their weight. 
this is a team that's going to hurt someone in October and it's going to hurt someone bad. And I'm looking, actually, I can't believe I'm saying this because I never liked the Brewers. It's one of the two teams that released me. So personally, I always hated them, (laughs) but I gotta say this team is a lot of fun to watch. And it's amazing because Christian Yelich, who's playing well, isn't playing like Christian Yelich still. And this team is unbeatable. That's that's what I'm saying. They got they got that magic right now because this offense is it's a good offense, but it's not like a a it's not a Dodgers, it's not a Houston Astro offensive lineup. But they get hits when they need to get hits. They get timely hits, and those are some of the most dangerous types of hits, right? When you when you absolutely need to have one, somebody it doesn't have to be Yelich. Somebody comes through for him. Uh, the Willie Adams trade has clearly been a huge impact on on, on this ball club and. I, I go back to spring training. I had dinner with, with a, my great friend, Quentin Berry, the first base coach for Brewers. And I remember him telling me, and I remember looking at him sideways. I nearly like turned my head sideways when he said it. It's like, we're going to win this division. We got a great team. And I'm like, okay, you, you work for the organization. I understand that that's what you have to say, but it's me and you. He's like, no, I'm dead serious. Like this is, this team is, is, is good. If our pitching holds, like I think it will, we're going to be good. And, and boy, was he right. Let's go to the subway series. It's, too hard not to to go to the Subway Series. Yankees seem to be reeling. Uh, Mets seem to be surging. And boy, oh boy, was there some fireworks in Game 3 last night. Well, what was your takeaway from this series, Cody? I will. T- one massive takeaway is that last night's game was the most exciting baseball game I have watched all year. <laughs> and I have watched some exciting baseball games this year, man. Only, all right, you know what? I know we don't curse much on this show. Holy shit, what a game. I loved, loved the passion on the field. I loved the trash talk back and forth. Lindor earning every penny of that contract last night alone. Three home runs, one coming in a timely fashion in the ninth inning. Oh, in the eighth inning. Unbelievable. I cannot stress enough how exciting this was. Watching uh, watching Stanton round second base and, you know, screaming right at Lindor. who, 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 wants that, who wants that smoke right there? I don't know if anybody really wants Giancarlo coming at him the way, the way no. he came at him. But, Cody, you ever play winter ball? Oh, yes. Too Did that times. not have winter ball feeling to it? People jumping up on top of the dugouts after the third home run from Lindor? That had all types of winter ball feels right there. I was right back in Culiacan <laughs> in 2013, man. That was It was so much fun to watch. What a time. It was I awesome. Just, I mean, I just not enough good things to say. And these are two teams, by the way, that have really underperformed as of late. Two teams yeah. that should be in the mix for both wild card spots in their respective leagues. You know, right now the Mets are only three, uh, what, two and a half out right now. The Yankees have fallen one out of this uh, wild card race, and it doesn't look like it's going to get much better. Although, good news for the Yankees this week is they do have a game against uh, Minnesota on Monday evening. Not to mention going into a series against Baltimore. So hopefully they can make up some ground. However, the Mets. You know, the Mets are three out of that wild card spot. I don't I'd like to see them ride this wave and gain a few more games. But, you know, Cincinnati has got a very favorable schedule going forward. And I just don't know if they're going to be able to catch them. Listen, I, I Cincinnati has has had the most favorable schedule since we got back from the break. And they have well not from the break since we've gotten to this month. And boy, have they choked it off so far. They have lost two. They've choked it off in, in all kinds of ways. So Pittsburgh's coming up. They're the one team that the Cincinnati Reds have taken advantage of when they've gotten a chance to play them. So that certainly will bode well for them. But they can't be feeling good about – they have to be feeling much similar to how the Padres feel, right? I mean, Padres have 
although a much tougher schedule, um, haven't won games that they have had a chance to win. The Reds, quite simply, the same thing. They have lost games that they should definitely have have had a chance to win or have should have won, uh, but just haven't been able uh, to pull it down. Let's let's get into this wild card race a, a little bit deeper, right? Uh, let's break down. The easiest road from here, which team has the toughest stretch? I can tell you who that is off top of my head. That's that's the Padres. We just okay. went over it. They got the Giants this for, for four here uh, coming up. Cardinals thereafter, no off days in, in that week. Uh, they come home. They get the Giants again. Then they get the Braves. Then they head out on the road for the final uh, uh, leg of it. They got L.A. and they got San Francisco one more time. So, there's nobody who has a tougher schedule in the National League uh, in terms of that. I'm not sure the East. The, the, excuse me. The easiest is either the, either the Reds or the Phillies at this point. Uh, both of those teams have um, some pretty easy schedules. They do have some tough opponents on there, but those those are my picks for the hardest and, and easiest schedule moving forward. I think you're absolutely right, but there is one team we are absolutely ignoring. And here's what I'm going to use the example. I'm going to give, I'm going to give myself a little bit of an analogy here. Do you remember uh, Academy Award Best Picture Crash? Yes. It's not a very good movie, but it won Best Picture. Right. And it won Best Picture because it was in a down year of the Best Picture nomination. Mm. And yep. a bunch of votes of better movies kind of split the vote to the point where Crash just kind of accidentally snuck in as Best Picture. I remember. Well, St. Louis Cardinals are the crash of Major League Baseball <laughs> because they are one game out of the wild card right now. They're starting a series with the New York Mets, who, again, the Mets, I just don't trust. The Cardinals are not a very good team, but it seems as though they're able to swipe enough games that I think, I honestly think they're going to get this second wild card spot because at the end of the day, the St. Louis Cardinals, whether they're good or bad, somehow go to playoffs every year. Yeah, no, you're right. I, I've seen it with my own eyes being in the division with them when I was a player, and they continue to do the same thing after. So uh, I, I, I don't think they get in, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if they end up finding a way to get in. I mean, they clearly are playing some of their best baseball this year. Uh, you're getting the kind of starts you're getting from Wainwright this is it's almost like he's the young Wayne right right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, the way he's thrown the ball um, it, it's it. I enjoy watching him pitch because he's he's completely beating guys with his mind. And um, in today's game, that's a rarity, right? You just see velocity, velocity, velocity. But the way he goes about carving up hitters at this age with, you know, decent velocity, but not the type of velocity you see in, in today's game. Uh, has been has been a lot of fun to watch. So definitely a team uh, to keep an eye on. Who who you think the the team is on the outside looking in then for for the National League? I think it's the Mets. I think the Mets are just going to yeah. always be on the outside looking in. They're three out of that wild card spot. And you mentioned Wainwright. He's pitching on Monday night tonight against the Mets versus Rich Hill. By the way, Rich Hill, who has gotten a little bit of flack for how he's been pitching for New York. He has given up only four runs in like every outing this year. So he keeps going out and giving quality starts. Are they lights right. out? No, but they're quality. And that's all the Mets really need to keep them in ball games right now. But like you mentioned, Wainwright, you know, to give you an example of, how, of what you just said about Wainwright, it's like Wainwright has been, has been his career has been a tale of two cities. Very, very Dickensian. And it reminds me of something Barry Bonds once told me when I asked him who were the best pitchers he ever faced. He said, best pitcher I ever faced? Um, 
and, and forgive me, I, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. I'm just spacing at the moment. Uh, <laughs> Cubs, he's currently the pitching coach for the, uh, the uh, Dodgers. Pryor. Pryor, thank you, Mark Pryor. For whatever reason, I couldn't remember Mark Pryor's name. I asked him who yeah. was the best pitcher he ever faced. He said, Mark Pryor is by far the most talented pitcher I have ever faced, and there isn't even a close second, but he's not the best pitcher I ever faced. He's the most talented. I said, well, who's the mm. best? He's like, he just looked at me, he's like, Greg Maddox, because yep. it didn't matter what I did. <laughs> I, it doesn't matter what you do. If Greg Maddox wants you to ground the ball to the second baseman, you're grounding the ball to the second baseman. That's it. And that's just the way it was. It was unbelievable what he can do, and that's what we're getting out of Wainwright. We use Used to have the prior version of Wainwright. We're currently looking at the Greg Maddox version of Wainwright. Mm, good, good, good comparison. I like that a lot. And yeah, I mean, that's that's exactly what you're used to seeing a guy who had the the power. You know, this dude was once a closer uh, for the Cardinals, right? He has the type of power stuff early in his career, and then he almost has to kind of reinvent himself as he's you know his his arms, his body starts to wear down a little bit, and his velocity's down. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just been a, a, a tremendous watch. If you got if you have had got a chance to watch him uh, start a game this year, I know, I know who I think I know who I'm going to say in terms of this. But who do you have as uh, the most to lose? Which team, uh, if they don't get in, will be the most disappointed? I think might be because we're both a little biased, but we cannot sit here and pretend it's not the San Diego Padres. It's absolutely the San Diego Padres. <laughs> yeah, the San Diego Padres were supposed to win a, over 100 games this year. They were supposed to be battling the Dodgers for that top spot. They are currently 15 games behind the Dodgers, who the Dodgers are two and a half games behind the Giants, who for some reason no one expected except for me for some reason. I really think that the Padres, who, listen, they were amazing. The first half of the season was magical. Uh, the second half of the season, a lot of injuries, a lot of, I feel like really dropped. I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I really feel like AJ Preller may have dropped the ball a little bit during the trade deadline. I yeah. think they gave up way too much this off season to get Darvish. And of course, Darvish was amazing that first half. But once he broke down, now I'm looking at the Rays going, man, the Rays are going to be amazing for the next seven years because of the Padres and this, what could be a failure of a year if they don't make the playoffs. I'm wondering whose head's going to roll because you know it's going to be someone's. And, and and I don't know if the blame can be placed on any one particular place. Um, they, they've been the most disappointing team, especially the second half in Major League Baseball. Yeah, I, I there's there's just no other way to say it. They they have been the most disappointing. Um, I think there's blame to go around uh, more than anything. And listen, I, here's here's and listen, maybe it's because I'm, a, I'm I'm here every day. I'm around it. Here's what I'll say. Um, I always said from the very beginning of the off season, after the Padres did what they did, they got into the playoffs, they beat the Cardinals, they ended up getting swept by the Dodgers. I always felt like that 60 game measurement can't be applied to 162. Mm -hmm. And it, I, I seem to have been correct from that standpoint for a number of reasons, right? The injuries, you can't, 60 games for a, a, a human body, especially these athletes, is a whole lot different than going 162. So you anticipate there's going to be some type of injuries. You just hope that they aren't big ones. For the Padres, they were kind of big, you know? So th they, that has hurt them. Uh, guys haven't performed well uh, up to the standards, particularly on the starting rotation. Um, that hasn't been the same. I think the Padres offense looks a lot different with a DH in it than it does with a pitcher. Uh, that's why they have had such a good record against American League teams in American League stadiums this year. Uh, they have they have a team 
that without the pitcher in it, there's some fluidity, there's some there's some fluidness to that to that lineup. Obviously, with the pitcher in there, it 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 has hurt the Padres more than I think it's hurt most National League teams this year. And I and I think lastly, um, you have had really Jace Tingler really coaching in his first real season this year. Again, 60 games is not applicable to 162. So you got a lot of that going on. You mentioned the injuries. Now all of a sudden, you, Snell comes out yesterday. Blake, uh, Jake Cronenworth breaks his finger getting hit by a pitch the first night. So uh, they got a lot of questions. But here's the, here is the silver lining in it. This team is not built for just 2021. If Snell has a bounce back, Darvish has a bounce back, you're still looking at that same 100-win team um, that you had going into the season. I just think you couldn't predict that uh, Darvish would have as bad of a second half as, as he had, that Snell would have as bad as a first half as he had, because those were the two main acquisitions, right? Melanson uh, acquisition has worked out brilliantly. I mean, he's leading the league in save. He's had a dominant year closing. But those other two, uh, they have been the pieces that have, I think, stalled what I think everybody else thought they saw coming. Mm-hmm. I know, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. And not to mention their tax, their bullpen has been taxed probably more oh. than any other team in baseball. And, and of course, you mentioned you mentioned Tingler, and I think Tingler made some mistakes that first half that seemed like great ideas at the time by going a little heavy on the bullpen games first half of the season. But in act- actuality, you just taxed your bullpen quite a bit, and then you got lost your starters. So now you're you're playing with yeah. an, an empty deck. Hey, and you know what, Cody? You, you you said it earlier. A lot of blame to go around. Um, that type of decision where he elects to use the ball, I don't know that that decision's all on him. I think no, that is not. a it, it's, is a brain trust uh, type decision, and it ended up faltering because you know because the idea was and listen to 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 be fair, a lot of teams at the beginning of the season felt like uh, we don't know how we're going to handle pitching uh, sixty games worth of innings. All of a sudden, jumping to one sixty-two, there was a lot of hesitation and question marks in terms of how we should handle the pitching staff. This was how the Padres decided to ha- uh, handle it. It didn't help that uh, Blake Snell wasn't having the type of year early, so you had to go to that bullpen a little bit more. You had uh, Adrian Morejon go out early. He was supposed to be the fifth starter. Ryan Weather steps and he struggles as the fifth starter. Chris Paddock has had his struggles. So this, I mean, that's basically, with the exception of Joe Musgrove, that's basically your entire rotation has had significant lengths of struggle during your season. And yet, here they are, still tied for the, for the wild card, sec, second spot in the wild card. They got time to get it right, but they do. The schedule is is daunting. All right, let's move to the the American wait real League. real quick. Okay, I just want I want to give I want to give you and me some credit on something because anytime we can blow our own horn, we should. <laughs> toot toot. Before the season started, who did you and I both on Twitter agree with each other was the biggest acquisition that the Padres made? You may not remember this, but you and I said Joe Musgrove is going to be huge. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And a bunch of people were like, what are you talking about? I got Snell and Darvish. I'm like, wait till you see what Musgrove does. This guy's going to be great because going into this year, Joe Musgrove was having the same ascent, almost exact same ascent that Lucas Giolito had, not just pitching wise, but even on the metric side, his pitches were getting more spin rate. He was attacking the zone a little bit different. It was looking like he was going to have a breakout year this year. And I don't think anyone can disagree that he did. He has been the workhorse for the San Diego Padres. 
He's been the workhorse. He's been the best pitcher from start to now. He's been the most consistent pitcher from start to now. And he brings so much more to the table than just what he does on the field. I think he's helped Chris Paddock in, in major, major ways uh, here as of late and um, really all season long. He's been a guy that, um, you know, he, he's been the veteran that you you would expect, you know, yeah. and, and I think he embraces that and it's been a lot of fun to watch, but you're right. Joe Musgrove, we both did say he was the, 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 the dark horse pick. Cause nobody was thinking everybody saw Blake Snell. They saw the shiny objects, right? Blake Snell, you Darvish, uh, Joe, you know, to, 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 to take it light on folks was in Pittsburgh. So a lot of people weren't noticing him, but, um, I was, we saw him and, uh, he, he's pitched well for the Padres. All right. And American is like, same thing. Who do you think has the easiest road, uh, to the wild card? Listen, um, the, the Blue Jays have quite a tough schedule ahead of them. Yeah, they got a series against the Twins, but they got the Rays, the Twins, the Rays again. Luckily, another one against the Twins and one more with the Orioles, but they got the Yankees in the middle of there. So yeah. they kind of have two different versions. They could run into a hot Yankees by that point. That's something I'm actually legitimately worried about because the Yankees are just so damn streaky. They go win 13 and they drop 13. It's just if they catch the Yankees on a hot streak, this could be devastating for the Blue Jays down the road. That being said, I think that the Boston Red Sox have a pretty favorable schedule going forward. However, they're having some COVID issues. They've lost a bunch of players. Chris Sale's out for at least another 10 days. I don't know what version of the Red Sox we have, but look at the schedule going forward. The Red Sox, of course, are going to be playing against Seattle in Seattle. Then they got the Orioles, the Mets, the Yankees. Of course, we don't know which version we're getting. But the Orioles again, and then the Nationals. They have yeah, that, an anemic schedule going forward. They should dominate the rest of this month. I, I think they got the easiest schedule. So it, as as they start to kind of get wobbly here, don't you worry. Come to the rescue, the Baltimore Orioles and the <laughs> Cleveland Indians, who have been no hit three times this season. So uh, and and four if you count the seven inning joint that happened earlier this season. So. Um, the, the Yankees got some, some safe, by the way, right after that, you get the Rangers too. So they've got at least, I don't know what's between nine and, and 11 games here where they can get fat. Cause after that, it gets a little tougher, Boston, mm -hmm. Toronto, Tampa. So my suggestion is, is you better win as many of those games as you can. Cause you can't guarantee any wins against Boston Toronto or Tampa but I do think they have the easiest route because really when you look at all of the American League wildcard teams the, the schedules are pretty even there's some there's some soft spots there's some tough spots uh, but all of them seem to kind of have that in, in their schedule how about toughest uh, toughest schedule down the stretch you know, it's it's kind of a toss up. The Blue Jays schedule, with the exception of the last series with the Orioles and a couple of series against the Twins, their schedule coming up is kind of scares me a little bit. The other team schedule that, believe it or not, this might not sound like much to a lot of people. The A's do not have a favorable schedule coming. No, up. they don't. They That's got the I Royals, saying. who I who I think, by the way, I know the Royals have not been amazing this year, but they are a difficult team to beat. They are just, they're a team that is perfectly poised to play spoiler. Then they got the Angels. When you know the Angels aren't amazing, but they can win. They can definitely snipe out two wins in a series. Then they got the Mariners, who are playing for something. The Astros, who you know who they are. And then they got the Mariners again, playing for something. And the Astros again. So those last four series, I think, are very dangerous. And they need to take care of business against the Royals and Angels. And if they don't, you might as well kiss the A's goodbye this season. 
Yeah, no, I 100% agree. It's the A's. The Royals are, I think you described it perfectly. They, with, with Mike Matheny at the helm, they will enjoy playing spoiler. They will 100% get out and play. With the Angels, you don't know what you're going to get. Otani can can bridge you, and then he can punch out 11 if you have to face him during that start. Um, but they, they're capable of winning games. They're playing about 500 baseball over the year. And then it gets tougher. As you said, Mariners, Astros, Mariners, Astros. Um, those teams are – Astros are best offense in the league. You know what they do. Mariners will be fighting for a, a playoff spot, so you know they're going to be bringing it. I would say the same thing, toughest schedule. I think on the outside looking in, unfortunately, it's probably the Mariners. I, I, I kind of agree with you on that. They're three games out uh, along with the A's. You could argue it's a it's a 50-50 flip between the Mariners and A's right now, I believe, uh, because of their schedules down the, down the stretch. Uh, but I think the Mariners just won't have enough at the end uh, to surpass or get into that second wild card spot. This last weekend was kind of the test for me. They had a massive opportunity and they really blew it. They were playing against the Arizona Diamondbacks at home, the worst road team in Major League Baseball, and they just couldn't get it done. They had an opportunity to gain some games in the wild card, and instead they fell a game and a half back, which is very yeah. unfortunate. They're three out with a not easy schedule. That Diamondback series was huge for them, and they didn't take advantage. Yeah, most to lose. Um, I think this one is is pretty simple, and you know this is we'll wrap it up after this. I think it's the Yankees. <laughs> I mean, when you're in a list of uh, of five, and you're the Yankees, uh, maybe with the exception of Boston in most years, but this year I don't think anybody expected anything out of the Boston. So I don't think that if they don't make it, it's going to be like a uh, a big a big disappointing thing. However, the Yankees. I think that will be a big disappointment. Uh, I think they were expected to be atop the division. The fact that they're fighting for a wild card is already disappointing. And if they don't end up getting in, um, I don't think at this point uh, Aaron Boone's job's on the line anymore, but it certainly will be a, a disappointment. It will absolutely be a disappointment. This was a team that everyone expected to win this year and win by a lot, and they just couldn't do it. But here's the thing. That Yankees name goes so, so far. Because if you look at gambling odds, they are still like plus 1,000 to win the World Series. This is a team that is currently not even holding a playoff spot. So much so that the Rays, who are 11 games ahead of them, are only plus 700. Like, that's ridiculous. Ridiculous that you're even putting them in the same conversation. And it's only because they're the Yankees. If you change the name of the Yankees, they're going to be plus 40,000 right now. That's mind boggling that it's even taking place. Yeah, no, this team, I mean, it's, as you said, it's the Yankees. So the, the expectation is always going to be, you know, pretty significant and they haven't lived up to it. And, and, and because of that, um, it would be the biggest disappointment. That's going to wrap it up. For this week, uh, we always appreciate you guys tuning in to Big Time Baseball. Make sure you check us check back every Monday for a new episode with myself and Cody. Uh, Cody, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter, at Decker6, and of course my Instagram, Antihero Baseball. And uh, by the way, I do run a baseball and softball nonprofit. If you guys can check that out, out uh, check that out over in El Paso, the borderyouth.org, trying to get a lot of kids into college through baseball and softball. appreciate anybody just even checking it out. Absolutely great cause. We need more folks out there trying to do the same thing. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter at, at Tony Gwynn Jr. on IG at Tony underscore Gwynn Jr. If you haven't got enough of me there, you can catch me on the Padres broadcast every night that they have a game. 
And if you still haven't had enough of me, come check me out on Gwen and Chris on 97.3 The Fan and Odyssey Sister Station, Monday through Friday, 3 to 7. Remember, every episode of Big Time Baseball is on Odyssey, on the Odyssey app, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you find your favorite podcast. Leave us a comment and a five-star rating. Uh, and we'll be sure to keep the baseball conversation rolling until next week. And I'm sure it'll be completely different by the time we come back. <laughs> it will we'll be. Che- <laughs> we'll check you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.